All right, and hello and welcome to the latest episode. I didn't know we were recording. Of the Observe and Report podcast. We just had an extended conversation about a pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope it stays in. Um, hi. Hey, what's going on? Nothing, just watching shit and, you know. We're doing the thing, doing the thing that we do on the Observer Report podcast. We are your hosts. I am Jason Simmons. Across from me is Jack Smith. Hello. And we are doing the thing that we do every week, which is looking at things, talking about things, observing and reporting. Um, what have you seen since we've last seen each other? Um, I think uh, we both saw this trailer because we both went to see Ocean's 8. Mm-hmm. Um, the Girl in the Spider's Web trailer? The girl in the spiders web trailer. Oh, is that the the girl who kicked fire series of of books? The that girl one who kicked fire. The girl who kicked the hornet's nest. Not the girl that caught fire. That's Katniss Everdeen. I know my strong female leads. Okay. We all look the same to you, Jason. I get it. Yeah, strong. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, the girl with the dragon tattoo. It's that. Yeah. yeah it's that yes. Series. But she did kick a hornet's nest, didn't she? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's very brave if she did. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. She's got a lot of insect stuff going on. Spider webs. Hornet's nest. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So we saw the trailer uh, mm. with Claire Foy. Because they changed the actress because it was yes. previously Rudy Mara. Right. Who played that character. And the American version and um, Numi Rapace yes. played the Swedish, Swedish version? version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I have never seen, but I heard was excellent. I think it's still available on Netflix, actually. Ooh. Yeah. I have never seen um, Girl of the Dragon's Tattoo American version oh. um, either. Um, which got, like, a lot of, like, you know, rave reviews, but, like, it, it felt... It, it I thought people didn't like it. They compared it a lot to the new movie Fast one and didn't like it. I felt like it got... Well, you know what? I don't know if it got great reviews or not, but I know that it, there was a lot of attention around it. Mm. Um, but it felt like they didn't do anything with that for a long while. No. It feels like a big gap between, like... That was, what, 2011 that came out? 2012? How do you know that? Uh, I don't know. I tie emotions to... Movies <laughs> and media. So it's like, where was I at that time? Oh, yeah, I was feeling this way. <laughs> um, that's bonkers. Now I'm going to look that up and verify it. Um, um, but but I, I saw that version. I liked it. Okay. I mean, I didn't, I never read the book, so I had no expectations. Yeah, no, like, context for, like, oh, yeah, no expectations, really, for, like, you know, right. what was to be expected of it, I guess. Um, I just wanted to see Daniel Craig run around in, like, thick sweaters. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Because they were both journalists in the first one, right? Who? When, uh, no. Uh, Daniel Craig is a journalist guy, mm-hmm. and Rooney Mara plays a hacker. Oh, Who okay. rides a motorcycle. All right. She's got an attitude. Mm-hmm. But she gets the job done, Jason. You sound like very hackery things to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of black. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't remember much else from it. They kill a cat. Unfortunate. Yeah. That's about <laughs> it. Um, but I was surprised when they cast Claire Foy, because she's a tiny human. She's pocket-sized. Well, she's the queen. S- so is Rui Mara. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I never, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe their character in the books is very tiny. I, I guess. Um... 
because uh, well, because she kicks ass, but I guess it's Austin with like a taser, <laughs> so you don't need to be huge to use a taser. So I guess that works. But what was I think very noted in the first trailer that came up for that movie so long ago was like you know the Trent Reznor soundtrack being used in it, and I don't think that's continuing at this point. It feels like a different team behind it, different director, different producer. Feels like it's just feels overall hmm. like a different group is behind it. Feels very Jack Ryan-y in the sense of like. Well, just a continuation of the Jack Ryan stories. Like, <laughs> have you seen any of those? I haven't. Um, it feels like I weirdly have. <laughs> Are those the Tom Cruise ones or the John Krasinski ones? The John Krasinski ones slash the uh, Chris Pine ones okay. slash the Ben Affleck ones slash the Harrison Ford ones. Oh, boy. They have all played Jack Jack Ryan. Ryan. Whereas Tom Cruise is Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher, yes. Okay. All right. They didn't think that one through. See, Ryan is trying. Reacher is teacher of punches to faces. I just made that up. I don't do this professionally. <laughs> so you quit the rap game, obviously. Yep. Uh-huh, obviously, you know, because <laughs> I was too good for it. That's why I left. Yeah, uh-huh. that was what the word on the street was. He's yep. too good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's Drake's ghostwriter? I'm sorry, guys, it's me. <laughs> um, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo was 2011. Yeah. What? How do you... Oh, you didn't even see the movie. How do you tie the emotions to a movie you haven't seen? That's bonkers. Oh, okay. You, you're so weird, Savant. So <laughs> that only helps you with this particular thing that we do. Um, but we did see a bunch of things before we actually sat down to watch uh, Ocean's 8. Mm. Um, that trailer for Peppermint with Jennifer Garner oh boy. looks... Terrible. <laughs> I mean, really, it is just female Punisher. Yeah. Um, like they kill her whole family in front of her, and then she gets revenge. And I don't know why they killed her family. They're not telling us. She they, seems like a normal housewife. Yeah, she's not. She wasn't like a CIA operative who got. Yeah, but like, I guess we'll find out in this movie that I don't intend to see. And see, like they seem like a very like suburban white family that was attacked by like. A drug cartel gang? There's something that feels like silence. I don't know if this feels a little racist. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Like, I don't expect Jennifer Garner to do movies like this, really. But it feels like she hasn't done anything in a while, mm. um, acting-wise. Um, and I'm not sure why that is. She, at one point, felt like she had movies coming out consistently. Mm. Um of various kinds, action and comedies and romances, um, even like serious dramas. But it just feels like she just... She's been coasting in- on those commercials for a while. <laughs> for like... A couple years. Or something? But it feels like she intentionally like slowed herself down. I don't know. Well, yeah, she does have children to raise and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Because Ben's not doing it, I guess. <laughs> he's, being, <laughs> he's being Batman. He's protecting that family. Okay. He should know better. He lost his parents at a young age. As that, <laughs> He's as trying Batman. not to have that happen. And yet. <laughs> um, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, the plot is that she, her family was killed. So mm-hmm. now she's been plotting revenge for the f- past five years and then just becomes a vigilante. Right. She cuts off her hair after her family is killed. Not sure why. It feels. That wig work was bad. It feels weirdly uh, like that. Uh, movie Long Kiss Goodnight, um, where uh, it, which is really similar to like Alias, kind of. Mm. Um, was it Sam Jackson and Gina Davis? Um, and actually, really well written film. Uh, I think it was done by Shane Black, the same guy that did like uh, All the Lethal Weapons and Iron Man 3 and all that stuff. Um, 
But yeah, similarly, a female assassin uh, who was a CIA operative that is trying to get revenge on the people that, like, you know, hurt her family. Um, but that looked good, and it was good. <laughs> this does not. <laughs> Maybe this is an extension of Alias. They fast forwarded 10 years. <laughs> She's become a suburban mom. She left the game. Possibly. But for some reason, a drug cartel is like, nope, we're bringing her back in. <laughs> she cut off her hair, boned up on those skills, and now she's back on the streets. <laughs> Potentially. Um, <laughs> Thanks for going along with me. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that <right? laughs> it's like, oh, God. Yeah, um, it's ba- it looks bad. But yeah, um, I don't know. Any of the trailers that you want to talk about? Um, f- did you see the trailer for First Man with Ryan Gosling? When he plays Neil Armstrong? I have not seen that, no. Oh. Uh, it's another Claire Foy joint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her and Ryan Gosling. I think she plays his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, Neil Armstrong and the gang. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the bunch. Guy. Yeah. The guys. Um, uh, in preparation to go to the moon. And I never really thought about it. Like, all the stress and tension mm-hmm. and, like, emotional kind of Gut wrenching around doing that. Yeah. Had, now space travel is just like, yeah, of course we're going up to space again. But that was freaking terrifying. But it's interesting, like in the, it's interesting to show a movie about just like you know the aspects of of uh, of preparing for something like that. Because I feel there's not a lot of movies that do that. Like um, I remember uh, hearing things about like. Oh, these are like certain tests like astronauts have to go through. It's not from like the strenuous physical t- tests they have to go through, like you know, enduring what it's like to go to space or like go through a space flight. Also, like you know, the psychological things of like, okay, let's you're going to sit in this room by yourself. Uh, you're going to make 100 origami swans. Like what? You're going to not even 100. It's something like you're going to make a thousand origami swans. What? And we are going to like just observe you as you make these Wait, things. Where is this coming from? This is like psychological testing for like going to space becoming an astronaut for real this is one thing that i read about and it's just like okay i think i'd be good at that like all right you're going to start doing this and like okay this is how you were at swan 50 what a look this is going to look at your swans okay this is you at swan 200 interesting okay this is you at swan 300 we crumbled a bunch of them up (laughs) (laughs) this is you at swan 700 Hmm. these don't look like swans anymore (laughs) this is you at swan 1000 and just, like, looking at your progression over time and just dealing with stress and dealing with just, like, isolation and dealing with, like, you know, your mental toughness, I guess. Holy shit. Of, like, you have to do this task repeatedly and just seeing, like, you know, how does that affect you? And for a movie like that, I'm sure they're not going to do that at all. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's about, like, the interrelations between, like... I hope they do like... that and it's in real time. <laughs> and it's just, like, 13 hours of sitting watching Ryan Gosling slowly freak out and lose his mind making paper swans. And the audience is just in it, like, holy shit! Oh my god, he's on Swan 800! He's on Did Swan you see him at 700? Did you see him, Jason? <laughs> I almost lost my shit, okay? Like, um, but I'm sure they're not going to focus on that at all. I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, you know, the interrelations between like him and his wife and like the struggles that, you know, he faced and all this stuff, which I'm sure he did and they did. Um, I don't, I mean, yes, I think it's, there definitely are like family dynamics in mm-hmm. there. Um, but I think it is a lot of his stress just preparing for it mm-hmm. and like the fear. Cause I, when I thought about it, a lot of the space movies that you see, whenever they show the astronauts going up into space, 
um, whether it's hidden figures or um, Apollo 13 or something like the astronauts are fairly lighthearted mm-hmm. and they're always like giving quick, funny little quips to people before they go up there. And right. Whatnot. But this was the first thing and it must have been terrifying. Um, so I'm actually excited about it. Ryan Gosling got, I think, some pretty good reviews so far. Okay. And I love space logistics. Ooh, so I'm ready. Right. Like, I wish it was coming out in the fall because that's the time for space. Okay. Um, you got your gravities coming out in fall. You got your interstellars coming out in fall. You got your uh, Martians coming out in fall all around the same month. So, like, you know, come on. Bring the heat of logistics and space back to me for October, November. Why do you know that? Because it was three solid years of back-to-back <laughs> space logistics. And I was <laughs> so hyped for it. Like, first start B-to-B-SLs? off... B2B-SLs? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. And it started off with gravity. I'm like, hell yeah. This is this is everything I want. And then I was like, you can't get better than that. And then they did. Interstellar. Like, get oh, the interstellar. fuck out of my amazing. face. And then they came with it. Not, I didn't feel as high on it as a different Interstellar. Um, but the Marshall's like, you know, this Enjoyable. is a lot of fun. This yeah. is great. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they took obviously you know a couple of years off, but we're back to space back logistics, mm-hmm. and that's what I like. They they waited for the goss, which I think was the right thing to do. And the last big thing he did was uh, Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. That was for science fiction. Now he's doing science fact. All right, <laughs> and I am very excited to see him do some science fact. We need more science fact movies. I mean, I'm okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll try to make some calls and see if I can help you with that. <laughs> Did you see any other trailers? Um, what is it? I've seen a few other things. Um, I yes, and I have them, but they're on the other side of the room, and I know I can get to them. Oh, but I just can't. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Your phone's on the floor. I can get it. Hold on. Um, but what we did see a bunch of trailers that day. One trailer that looked pretty interesting to me was um. Let me get this out here. Da, da, da. Pull this up. Okay. Um, that movie with Oscar Isaac and Nick Kroll, uh, where they are Nazi hunters, looks <gasps> pretty darn cool. I mean, you have me at Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me anything. I would have been like, yes. Um, I love, obviously, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Nick Kroll, great. Super hilarious dude. I like actually seeing him in dramatic parts. He seems to do a good job. Yeah. Um, I enjoy World War II stuff. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love a Nazi hunt? Like, I am down to see Nick Kroll in a dramatic role. Like, that Ryan quite lovely. Again, I'm sorry. You know, my career, I had to leave it behind uh, in the rap game. But <laughs> I want to see Nick Kroll do a dramatic like peace like you didn't see him uh he was in the movie loving i think oh i i did not see that no he had a little role he was good okay cool um, and that uh oh i think i was thinking bj novak never mind because bj novak did that um was it mary poppins movie with tom hanks and oh um Thompson? Yeah, yeah, yeah like the making of mary poppins yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i enjoy seeing comedians in dramatic roles they tend to do a really great job i like i specifically want to see nick curl because like he plays consistently plays roles where he has no behavior yeah he's being like a big jerk <laughs> moral <laughs> and, compass out the door <laughs> and <laughs> i want to see a man with a strong moral compass played by him which would be just very curious to me mm-hmm um another thing that i saw that really looks interesting uh bad time of the el royale um oh yeah that looks which has like a like stat cast with a, a bonkers movie yeah 
Um, John Hamm. John Hamm's in it. Um, what's his face? Uh, Thor. Yes, Chris Hemsworth is in it. As Thor. Uh, <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, who else is in that movie? What's his face? Uh, Jeff Bridges is also in it as well. Great. Um, but it just looks like crazy things happening yeah. in this hotel in the desert mm-hmm. and this is like the summer of like you know crime hotels it feels like with a uh, hotel Artemis oh, yeah. and uh, bad time of the El Royale which mm. comes out like in July it looks pretty darn cool it does look really cool it looks like the plot is these people all check into this motel that's kind of in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. seemingly um, and they don't realize that they're being watched and there's some kind of uh, and no something one's... at play in the background. Yeah, and no one appears to be who they seem. Right. Like, everyone's hiding a secret. Yes. Um, and it's seemingly like, you know, John Hamm is the owner of this hotel, maybe, or the concierge. Um, but, you know, Jeff Bridges is playing like a priest, but he's yeah. not a priest. Yeah. Um, and everyone seems to be hiding a secret. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty interesting. Looks I wonder really how cool. it's going to play out. Um, but that's all the trailers that I personally would have seen that I'd like to talk about. Mm. Um, anything else? No. Okay. Um, and so far as what I've seen, um, one thing that I saw, uh, recently that I really enjoyed was, uh, Please Stand By, um, starring Dakota Fanning, Tony Collette, uh, Alice Eve, uh, Patton Oswalt, um, and Marla Gibbs. Um, it's good. It's a movie about, uh, a woman, uh, Dakota Fanning, playing an individual that's on, like, the, uh, emotional disability spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, she you know, can't really express emotion, doesn't really read emotions all that well. Um, she lives at a home for people, like, you know, trying to learn to live with a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, but she loves Star Trek. She really Aww. loves Star Trek. And she is, like, you know, writing a script in her spare time oh, yes. for Star Trek. Okay, it's coming back to me now. Gotcha. Um, and she enters a competition to present her script to Paramount Pictures to, like, you know, have your script made into a film. And it is just her journey to try and get this script just sent off to them. Oh, that sounds great. Um, and it's really enjoyable. Um, Dakota Fanning. And it's like, I haven't seen her in a film, starring in a film in a yeah. long time. Um, and it's weird. Like, last time I saw you, like, you were like a teenager. And like, oh, you're an adult woman now. This is weird. It's weird, right? Um, and also, it just made I was thinking as I was watching the movie, like, oh, man, it's tough for her to get roles now because like, her sister is out there tearing it up, too. Like, And then after I, after I continued watching for like after an hour, I was like, you know what? Nothing beats the original. Like Elle Fanning, you can sit down. Like Dakota, I, what's happening? I love Elle Fanning. She's, I think they're both delightful. Yes, but they're very different. Oh, very different, yeah. Um, which is something that I didn't think of until I just really got into it. I was like, you know, they are two very different actresses. Mm-hmm. Like, they do different things. They have different appeals, like, you know, and maybe different goals as actors. Who knows? Um, but the movie is very good, uh, very emotionally touching. Um, it's a road trip movie. It's just her making her way down from San Francisco to L.A. Okay. Um, and encountering people getting Don't tell me too much because i am gonna watch it i'm not telling you too much encountering okay. people uh having some wins having some losses um and it's a very female driven movie like every role save for like Patton oswalt's is a woman like yes. and it's like pretty cool to see that um it's currently on hulu uh currently okay. streaming if you have that um no, and it's but i do am gonna get your password <laughs> so in a way yes i do um but it's really good please stand by um i would recommend it it's real quick hour and a half you'll have a good time cool speaking of ladies mm-hmm. uh we saw oceans eight yes we did see oceans eight thoughts um i really enjoyed it i thought it was slick i thought it was cool i thought it was fun same um and they really brought it like everyone really did have a, a big role to play i feel 
in the other Ocean's movies, sometimes, like, you know, because it's such a big cast, some of the guys that kind of fall to the background, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, oh, what is Scott Kahn really doing in this? <laughs> or, like... Or at all. <laughs> What's his life? He's in Hawaii 5. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> um, but in this, it really feels like everyone did get a chance to shine mm. and do their thing. Um, and what was cool, that despite all their different specialties and whatnot, like, one's a jewelry maker, like, you know, one is a fashion designer. It's interesting because, like, they use, like, the elements of, like material things to steal material things like you know it's based around fashion celebrity and jewelry and like yeah we're using these things that people want to get something that we want um which that was like oh that's like kind of a cool element to it um and yeah sandra bullock was so cool she she i liked seeing her in a role where she's tough and smart but not like uh, a lot of female roles when they have to be tough they're all like jessica jones or just like relax you don't need a leather jacket mm-hmm. you don't need to scowl all the time mm-hmm. just be a normal person with a tough personality not like girl and angry all the time yeah she... don't like she's just a smart cookie and mm-hmm. is that to me need to call her a smart cookie now that i say it it's ah, whatever <laughs> she's a smart cookie and i love her and i like seeing her in that role where she's not miscongeniality mm-hmm. um and but they're all um oh, this is gonna sound mean too they're all nice people they're not like assholes yeah they're not like scummy criminals yeah. which is like i think a connection between like, the oceans films like this is like the gentleman or gentlewoman criminal right like you know this is i'm, I'm a professional like why would i need to like punch anyone in the face right. like I'm just going to outthink you. And like, they're not really trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. Certainly not anybody who's going to feel much of the uh, economic fallout. Yeah. Um, and they're all doing it. They all want to kind of better themselves a little bit. They're all in positions that they want to get out of. You yeah. know, like, hey, like, I work for my mom in a jewelry right. store. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Or like, hey, not that like, any of them are really suffering, but you know, it's just <laughs> they like, were doing all right okay. before. Like, no right, one's doing right, right. bad or in dire straits, except for like maybe Helena Bottom Carter, who was probably going to go oh, to jail yeah. if she didn't. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> She's great. I want to see her in more things. It was great because it felt like it felt like for the most part, people were playing against their types of what you think yeah. of them as. Um, or in Anne Hathaway's case, playing into the type of pe- type of person people thinks people think that she is. Mm. Like, oh, like she's like so vapid and self absorbed, like. All right, I'm going to lean into that if that's what you think of me. And she comes off as a wonderful creep in the movie, (laughs) like a self-obsessed jerk. And it's like really good. But also somewhat self-aware and not an idiot. Yes. Which is nice. Which is a nice turn to it. It's like, "Uh, I'm smarter than you think. Yeah, people are not as two-dimensional as they appear. Yes. Um, And it's interesting because it is a sequel, weirdly enough, to like the other Oceans films, but with an entirely new cast. It does participate in that world, but it's just, it tips its hat to it. It doesn't yeah. like get waist deep into all the stuff of the previous movies. I don't think, if I did see the all the other Oceans movies, I don't remember them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like I was really missing anything because I hadn't seen them in a long time. Right. So they did just enough to keep people who like those movies kind of into it, but didn't rely on the history of them at all. Right. Yeah, okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, I do have to say one thing. Okay, sure. Just get this on my chest. Uh-huh. A friend of mine, um, who shall remain nameless, I uh, play soccer with him, and he comes up out of nowhere and was like, hey, 
I think I'm excited for that uh, Ocean's 8 movie. I think it's going to be good. Let me tell you why. And I want to fucking kill him. Because (laughs) the way he said it was as if it was, it's not, it wasn't quite as condescending, but just like, oh, yeah. I was not expecting to like it because it's all females. But here, pat on the head, I'm going to, I think it's a good job you guys did. And I want to murder him. Oh, crap. Is that what this person said about the movie? No, I could tell I know him well enough. Mm -hmm. He did not want the female Ghostbusters movie to be made. Okay. (laughs) Yes. That's where he's not that much of an asshole at all. He's a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. But with this little, he has just like mm, this one thing. And um, I think people go, it's so unfair that people, if this movie was bad, Mm -hmm. it'd be because they're women and it's all women as opposed to a a regular movie that has all men that if it's bad it's just bad because of writing or acting or whatever Mm -hmm. and it makes me so mad jason and the fact that people have to be like oh no no it'll it'll be good and like justify it somehow makes me livid it's like with these they assume it's going to be shitty just because it's women and then have to like reassure others like oh no it'll be good like Mm -hmm. no, no 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 Just assume it is, like every other fucking male movie that I've had to live with for my entire life. It's like, let it, let it do its thing. If, if you assume that movie's going to be bad, don't assume it just based on the gender of the people that are in the film. <laughs> just assume based on, like, if you think, like, man, that trailer looks bad. Yeah. Like, if you think the trailer looks bad, okay, talk about it. Like, yeah, that trailer doesn't look good at all. Let me tell you why. Like, if you can say, if you can explain that thought to me, cool. But if, you get, if you're just going to say, like, well, I hope these ladies get it right, like, no. what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Um, it's not fair. And my, my only, I guess when the movie was first announced and they said, like, it's going to be all lady cast, I was just afraid, like, don't remake the first movie. Like, don't just, oh, like, yeah, no. do the exact same plot. Like, that feels, like, lame. Like, but after more details came out and, like, you know, time passed, like, oh, it's totally different. Like, hmm. ooh, what's this going to be about? Like, yeah. who's this cast? What? Mindy, you're in this. Get out of here! <laughs> like, so come on. Like, yeah, I want to see you do. I want to see you steal some things, of course. Um, it was yeah. So to me, fun. and I just like a heist movie too. It's a good heist movie, yeah. and I love th- this movie. That it's it's very smart. It's like it's hmm. not needing to blow things up or right. like no one has to shoot a gun. Like yeah. it's just looking at these people think and plan and organize and like just get by by the skin of their teeth. Um, was really cool. Um, and it just made it feel, like, I don't know, accessible. It, didn't, it feels like a movie you could bring uh, anyone of almost any age to oh, yeah. to watch. And it doesn't feel like, you know, oh, I got to shield my kid's eyes from all this violence. It's like, no, you're, you're good. Um, it feels like it hits across the board from many different ages. So, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I am excited if they make another one, you know, with the same cast adding to it. Um, that's the fun, I think, of those of the Ocean series of films. It's like, what are they going to steal next? <laughs> like, what cool location are they going to go to and, like, you know, and, and take something from someone? Um, who's the enemy they're going to face? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, what other super intelligent person are they going to, like, come across that, like, you know, they have to overcome? So. Most importantly, I need, I need to ask you a favor. Sure. If I die mm-hmm. prematurely at this ripe age of 31. Okay. Or, like, within the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. If they make, No when they make a movie about my life (laughs) 
please uh, make sure Aquafina plays me? Of course, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Very much. <laughs> she was also great. Shout out to Aquafina. She's so funny. She was really good in that. Um, she, it feels like she just came into doing things, but like a couple years ago. Um, I remember seeing her in Future Man. She's going to be in that movie coming out in a few months. Uh, Crazy Rich Asian, Crazy yeah, yeah. Rich Asians, um, which looks interesting. Oh, um, yeah, I have feelings. <laughs> it gives me it gives me feelings, Jason. Uh, lots of them. <laughs> but um, but she was. It felt like she was like the newest newcomer. Yes. Of everyone. Yes. Um, because everyone else, you know, I've seen in a film of some kind. Um, but she's like, oh, you're like, okay, cool. Like, you're awesome. Like, you're really cool. Rihanna's got Battleship under her belt. She's got she knows Battleship. She's got Valerian City of a Thousand <laughs> Planets. Um, of which she is the best part of that movie. <laughs> like, it's no, a low bar, but nonetheless. No disrespect to Rihanna. Like, she's awesome in that movie. Um, the movie's not good. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, like, she was great as her character. Um, and yeah, they had a cast of yeah, just awesome people. All the performances were strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, but outside of that, in keeping uh, the theme going, I guess, of mm. strong female protagonists, um, I watched I, Tonya. A what, what? I, Tonya. I, Tonya. I, Tonya. Tonya Did Harding. you say Tonya? Tonya. It, it, there's a, the, the O can be malleable, okay? No, it can't. <laughs> Is this a weird New Jersey thing? No. It's me. Tani. I don't know what's worse. If it's a New Jersey thing or just you on an individual personal <laughs> level. <laughs> Excuse me for having a mini stroke just now, okay? <laughs> I, Tanya, I yes. watched it and it was good. Um, it was an interesting biopic. It was, its f- framework of focusing the film through interviews was very interesting mm. uh, and like kind of breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to you. I saw half of it. Um, she lived a hard life. Um <laughs> She seemed to have just had a very hard existence, um, period. I will say, and I don't doubt that at mm-hmm. all, but I will say when they were doing research for the movie and interviewing people, mm-hmm. the mom only, her mom only did like maybe one interview and I don't mm-hmm. think it was very in depth. Mm-hmm. So most of it is from Tanya's point of view. Okay. So it might be <laughs> skewed a bit. And that's one thing the movie doesn't shy away from that yeah. like. Everything you're seeing is slightly skewed. Like, yeah. we're just dealing with people's personal stories here mm-hmm. and how they saw it. Right. Like, you know, um, and they show you a, a lot, but they, I feel like the disclaimer of the film is that, like, this is artistry taking place over reality. Like, things, we are talking about real events, mm-hmm. but to put them all together, we have to insert fiction here. Mm. But the true events feel like fiction sometimes Hmm. because when you think about it like these uh, tanya tanya harding was (laughs) (laughs) was one of the best skaters in the world period like yeah like her and Andy kerrigan it's like if steph curry and lebron james if lebron just went and like hired someone to bust his knee out like right before the finals it's like these are two top tier athletes with just like the most insane Jerry Springer story that occurred within their lives. So it was interesting to see that play out. Um, I liked it. I don't think it was all that great necessarily, mm. but I did like it a lot. Um, and just like, you know, Margot Robbie, I feel like flexing her muscle a bit as far as like playing a different, 
like we're not just resting on her looks for this like she does have acting jobs yeah she's great yeah and allison jenny won the like best supporting actress i think i think she did yeah, for that? yeah. um and she, she was, was really good but fantastic. it felt like overall she wasn't in the movie all that much for me at least mm. um but yeah um what have you what seen um i started to watch professor marston and the wonder women mm-hmm. then i remembered that i don't care about love and sex in movies makes me uncomfortable <laughs> um which is all this is <laughs> so i stopped watching it um but it's luke evans and oh i should have looked up her name before rebecca something she's a british actress she's Mm -hmm. great and a blonde girl whose name i should also know but i don't um and he was the creator of wonder woman yeah william marston yes um of course you know that why did i even say that to you Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but he and his wife are also uh, professors at uh, Harvard, mm-hmm. and um, they were both psychology professors. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of that whole kind of the introduction of psychology to the world and to um, education, um, and he they both end up um, falling in love with this student, mm-hmm. and they had a relationship with her for like their entire lives. Right. They had an alternative relationship where in which there were three people in a relationship together. Um, so naturally I didn't care about that because (laughs) what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Okay. If you hadn't done that, I would have been disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I stopped watching that and then I started, I started and finished Beyond Skyline. <laughs> you monster! You Why? Monster. Why is that a monster? What? Jason. <laughs> what? Uh, Jason, you're hurting my feelings. There Why are a few are things in this world that I hate, but fuck do I hate Skyline. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I don't know what that movie is. Uh, Beyond Skyline is a sequel to Skyline okay. uh, from 2011 featuring Donald Faison and Eric Balfour. It is a shit butt movie. Um, it is terrible. <laughs> Jason. Jason. <laughs> Beyond Skyline <laughs> was fucking great. First of all, shout out to Frank Grillo, friend of the show. Frank right. Grillo, so handsome. <laughs> He's, He's grilling so it. handsome. He's a rugged John Hamm, shrunken down a little bit, but he has the good John Hamm haircut from uh, Baby Driver. And is that that mop of hair is just tossing and turning on his head the whole time? Let me tell you three things about Frank Grillo, all right? Oh, every three movie, fun facts. He's gonna have a cool haircut. One. Of course he is. Two stubble. Yes. Three. No matter where he's from or where the movie is set, he will always sound he's from Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice um, uh, an accent. I was too busy just staring at his face <laughs> and his muscles because at one time. He has a lot of jacket, but then he takes it off, and he's in a tank top for the rest of the movie, and it's the best. <laughs> Frank Grillo, Frank 4, he's always in a tank top. <laughs> Number five, he's always some kind of law enforcement person, be it a soldier or a cop. This yeah. time, he is NYPD. No, LAPD? He's LAPD, LAPD, but you thought he was NYPD from his accent, which he never drops. No. <laughs> it's because I have a bad memory. <laughs> and, like, Whatever. Shut up. Um, Jason, uh-huh. this movie has everything. It has too much. Jason, shh. 
<laughs> it is a combo of Independence Day, Predator, Alien, The Purge, and District 9. It has tank tops, beautiful arms, a papoose, murder, martial arts, drugs, politics, and microscopes. Why are there drugs in this alien movie? All of these things, Jason. Jason, I. From start to finish, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> twists and turns. I loved it so much. I didn't know what to expect around every corner. I like. I mean, there were some things that are stereotypical in like sci-fi-ish movies, mm-hmm. but most of it, I was just like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" It is a fever dream of alien stuff mixed with martial arts, of lens flare and blue light. It was a roller coaster ride that I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> I don't think we've ever disagreed so hard on a series of. Films. Have you seen Beyond Skyline? I've not seen Beyond Skyline. Well, then, Jason, but I star the first fifteen minutes. I'm like, I can't do this. What? <laughs> it gets better after the first fifteen minutes. Uh... Jason, people get their limbs wrenched off and their brains ripped out of their skulls. <sighs> the brain ripping is so. Dumb in Skyline 1. Okay. But, like, of course they're going to rip our brains out of our skulls. <laughs> but why? Why are they doing Because they're shoving them into robot alien machines. Oh, do they explain it now in part yeah, two? Yeah, Jason. Okay. Oh, no, they did explain it in part one, and it was still dumb. <laughs> Jason, this movie is amazing. I don't know what's wrong with you. They end up in Laos, Jason. <laughs> why? They start in L.A. How do they get to Laos? Spaceships. <sighs> Duh. And team up with the guys from the raid to mess things up. I mean, I've not seen the raid, but probably. You, I don't think you could sit through the raid. It's the most Is that bone a challenge. I. It's the most bone breakingest. This there was a lot of crunchiness in this one. I just uh, uh, put on the subtitles. And oh, it. then you gotta watch the raid. Mm. <sighs> Man, Wait. raid and raid two. <sighs> Amazing. But I'll let you continue about Skyline too. Well, now you just... All the momentum's gone. <laughs> I was so excited about it. Just really shit on my parade, Jason. No, keep going! <laughs> my Skyline Parade. It was great. Uh, it's so stupid. Frank Rillo is so handsome. There's everything. I loved it. All right, I gotta watch now. I have to finish like, Skyline too now. so stupid and unpredictable. And yet also somewhat predictable that I was just... I am surprised because I think this... I would think that this is a movie that you would not like, but because you like it so much. Because it's stupid? Because it's so dumb. <laughs> but because you liked it so much, I will step aside from my hate. I will walk <laughs> away from my hate of the Skyline series. And I will sit down. I will watch Skyline 2. Okay. So then what is the first Skyline about? Skyline 2. All right. We're at a party in downtown Los Angeles, okay? My man Eric Balfour just flew into his friend Donald Faison's house, and they're hanging well, out having a party. That's the first mistake. Donald Faison and Eric Balfour, two people I don't care about. <gasps> You don't care about Dr. Turk from Scrubs. I never liked Scrubs. <sighs> Have you seen Frank Grillo? Why I've would seen I... the Grillmaster, okay? <laughs> Grillmaster. You waited for an applause break for Grillmaster. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not giving you that. <laughs> you don't get it. Um... <laughs> Skyline 1, it starts out as a party, and then an alien invasion happens, and then like a bunch of people are sucked up, and then they spend literally a week in the apartment. 
nothing happens. They're looking out the window wondering, I wonder what's going on down there. Oh man, people find aliens. Better not go outside. And then Donald Faison decides to take his Lamborghini out and say, like, I'm getting out of here. He gets crushed by a big alien <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why there's a big alien. Sure, whatever. Um, I mean, there are lots of aliens in this one. And then Balfour is there with his girlfriend and at some point the aliens come down, they suck people up, he gets taken into the ship, they take his brain out, his brain glows red for some reason, mm-hmm. all the other brains, no, or his brain blows, glows, glows blue, the other brains glow red, mm-hmm. his brain is put into a robot body, but he has self-awareness, so he's like fucking up all the other robots and aliens, and then he takes his girlfriend, he gets out of there. I don't think you're gonna like this movie. <sighs> I will watch it because of your enthusiasm. But my enthusiasm is because I didn't see the first one, so it's all new to me. <laughs> like the the brain sucking, mm-hmm. the self awareness. Like they might reuse that. <laughs> <laughs> Just spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so it was all new to me. So it was very exciting, and like you didn't need to see the first one at all to watch this one. Okay. Does it? Where does? Um, the first one takes Los place? Angeles. I so imagine both in Los Angeles. from the way this starts, this is all happening at the same time. So Skyline oh, Two okay. happens. It's just a different set of people. Different set of people, different location. Okay. So it's happening concurrently with Skyline. Gotcha. That's what it feels like. I wonder if they just made this um, for like to make money with Asian audiences. Maybe. I mean, it is heavily done in, in Laos, Asia. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or not it was actually filmed there, whatever. But. Yeah, there's like a legit Asian cast. Uh, the first Skyline they released in theaters. This just went straight to streaming. That was a mistake. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Jason. It was great. Uh, okay. Oh, man. It, uh, yeah, I wish uh, we should have watched it together because <laughs> the joy on my face throughout all two hours of it and surprise, mm-hmm. exclamations of surprise. All right. And then lots of muting, because oof, <laughs> oof, those brains getting sucked out, that was violent. <laughs> Anyhow, so that was my favorite thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> okay. Um, what is it? Uh, I want to talk about something that I really enjoyed, I was very mm-hmm. excited about, uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Um, it is excellent. It's one of the best uh, half-hour shows that I've seen this it's no one of the best. It's the best half hour show I've seen this year. Oh. It is so much fun. Um Cobra Kai, which of course is the update to the Karate Kid series, um, set thirty years after the fact, um, from the original Karate Kid. We reunite with our characters, uh Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso, uh, as businessmen in their early fifties, like <laughs> <laughs> Um, a favorite topic for so many people yes um it the show is made so much better by having seen and enjoyed the karate kid films Mm -hmm. um but if you have not seen it it still i think provides you know entertainment but it it's to the next level if you like and know the first movie um it is centered on johnny lawrence kind of but we do go to all the other characters and it's about him restarting uh the dojo that he was a part of as as a kid um and it's so much about like learning about yourself and who you are and how the things that you thought were might not have been correct at all are um, they both white um yes they are okay ralph macho is very italian i mean yes <laughs> i didn't think ralph macho was chinese <laughs> but i wasn't sure about the other guy um 
but William, play a Ralph Macho, William Zabka. Um, and what they do that's so cool, they get so many people back from the original film. Like, the, the woman that played uh, Daniel Russo's mom is there. It's like, whoa, you look great. Like, it's just, they got pretty much everyone but Pat Morita, who passed away mm. prior to them making the move, prior to them making this series. Um, it is able to deal well with the issues of teenagers um, and able to deal well with the issues of adults. Um, is able to connect the two storylines of these teenagers and these adults very well. Um, what I like about the location that they choose for the movie, it's like for the for the series, is that it's set in Los Angeles, but not in like nice Los Angeles, not shiny, and, not shiny yeah, and shiny great. Ferraris. Yeah, like I mean, they do a little bit of that, mm. but it's like no, nah, this is like where people live. Like mm. this is like in Reseda and like the suburbs, the suburbs and like more urban areas of like uh, Los Angeles. So it's like all right cool like you know we're not dealing with like movie stars here necessarily um the use of music in it is well done like they're able to get like good pieces of music to go with what they were showing um a lot of stuff from the original film um great recreations of the original score um as well as good use of the original score um which was done by bill conti the same guy that did the music for rocky Mm. um so it's very iconic um and yeah, the fighting in it itself is like good. It's not like insane wire work or anything like that. It's just good uh, fight choreography happening in this show. I'm just picturing crane kick after crane kick. <laughs> not done at all. Um, they make That's fun of it several times. Opportunity missed. <laughs> just a series of them back and forth. That's all and, I want. And they do a great job of like acknowledging like you know the great moments of the film in the past, but like not redoing them at all. It's like. There are so many jokes made at the expense of the film, but also like, hey, like, you know, paying homage to it a bit. Um, It's very sentimental at times, but also like very heartfelt and earnest. Um, I would say that the acting isn't like they're not the greatest actors in the world, (laughs) but it's so earnest and right for it. Like, you know, you do believe what these people are saying. Like, William Zabka's performance is so good because it's like, yeah, you are like, you know, a, a bro that's turned 52 and i feel that in like you know your expression of this character it's art imitating life a little bit a bit perhaps Mm -hmm. um but it it is so good it is so fun uh if you have youtube red i know a lot of people don't check it out or like you know use that free month or whatever they give you uh and look at it it's excellent and i cannot wait for season two like every episode i'm just wondering like what's gonna happen next it really does leave you like wanting to know what's gonna happen in this war between these two 50 year old businessmen (laughs) um who created the series do you know um the original creator of the series i forget um but it's important to know that will smith is involved in the production of this um because he bought the rights to the karate kid to give to make a movie for his son, which is how we got the Karate Kid featuring him and Jackie Chan, which isn't bad. It's totally fine. Um, it's just, from what I understand, the deal was he would buy the rights of this, um, but the creators of this show uh, did go to him and say, like, hey, we have this idea for this, and he was allow it, allowed it to That's cool. happen. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just had to talk at length about that. I very much enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, I'm about as much out. interested in that as you do have as you have for Beyond Skyline. Without w- the rage. I will see it. I had yes, it is a different emotion, same amount of interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 
that's one of the things I saw that I really enjoyed. Cobra Kai doesn't have microscopes, just saying. Doesn't have microscopes. Um, it's got sweet karate punches. <clears throat> but uh, how about yourself? Anything else that you've seen that... Um, I did start watching um, the most recent season of Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. I have as well. Did you, How far into it did I'm you I'm like get? two episodes in. Same. I mm-hmm. think I'm a couple episodes in. Um, I... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still super funny and mm-hmm. fun, but I don't know that you necessarily see people growing or it's at a very slow rate. Mm-hmm. I find myself to be more interested in, in Jacqueline mm-hmm. or Jacqueline um, just because she does have kind of a character arc and now she's, I mean, she's the same person, but she's kind of low on the totem pole uh-huh. um but i don't know i just don't find it as compelling anymore it's um she's not as much she still is an underdog but not as much as she was before mm-hmm. um now that she's been in the city for however long it's been mm-hmm. she's naive but less so than when she first emerged from the bunker right so you can only play that card for so long it's um, weird. It's like sometimes the show feels like a live action cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like characters are very off the wall and like the situations equally so. Um but which sometimes like makes the characters become kind of static. Yeah. Like where it's like you expect this character to be like, you know, this at this level the entire time. Mm. Um and when they're not and when they're more human, it does like create this weird like cognitive dissonance for me at least. Where it's or like when oh. they're not as I when they're not as human all of the time mm-hmm. when they're at that high level of mm-hmm. cartoonishness mm-hmm. and they don't really come down mm-hmm. but it is set in reality and it's self-aware so it's just i don't know it doesn't it's kind of just feels like more of the same right um which on the flip side if it changed drastically people would be like what is this show it's completely different it's not you know truthful to the original so i get it mm-hmm. i just i'm not um as compelled i guess as when it first came on and it's hard because like the framing device isn't as simple as like you know these are all people that work together in the same right. office like a 30 rock or something like that it's like they all have their own very different things yes. that they're trying to do and i guess like the one like unifying factor is that they're all kind of underdogs in what they're trying to right. do like you know tyus is trying to be a successful actor but like you know he's still doing these like you know very low level jobs or like you know, um, Kimmy herself is like trying to just to be a person, really. Yeah. But keeps Make in the situation. In the city and, yeah. yeah, and gets in these situations where it's like, oh, I don't even know how to act, interact with society because I, I wasn't in it for like you know thirteen years or whatever it was. Um, so it's just interesting to you know to see how they try to connect their more human aspects with their more cartoonish natures. I think now that she has like a legit job. Mm-hmm. Because before it was her kind of scrabbling around, but now yeah. like, oh, you have a, you have a good job, and you're just there's not as much of a struggle there. Yeah. So I'm just kind of watching you exist, and then have your little foibles at a perfectly good job, mm-hmm. which is less charming. Um, it's still enjoyable. It's still really funny. Yeah. Um, all the actors on it are great. Um, I think I'll probably just slowly plot through it. Yeah, I remember when the first season came out, I just, like, devoured it. Like, this oh, is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess now I'm more at a pace where it's like, okay, like, you know, a couple episodes. this is season four? It's a season four there now, yeah. Um, I thought season three was 
excellent. Season two was the weakest season for me. I don't remember. Um, I, it's hard to even like explain what happened that season because I didn't really care for it all that much. It was the first season that was fully Netflix because the first season was like funded and produced by NBC. It was going to be an NBC show, oh. but at the last minute, NBC did not like take it. Hmm. So Netflix came, scooped it up, and like just showed what was done with the NBC money. Then after that, it became like solely Netflix. Well, it went through, I can't remember which season it was. It was not the first season. It was either the second or the third, mm-hmm. where she, there's like a lot of dating stuff, mm-hmm. but like it didn't really go anywhere. And at yeah. one point she was like dating this like Asian dude and then he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. It was weird. And mm-hmm. then he was like dating an older woman or something. Mm-hmm. It just, the storylines just kind of went on a tangent and then never kind of got back on the road and it right. was a little weird um so yeah it just kind of went off the rails a little bit it seems like they're trying to kind of get back on track now but which happens yeah. like you know just find your footing again um but as far as things i've seen i mean that's about it for me Same um, for me i can talk to you about uh what you asked me to watch yes um it was not an announced in the last episode we did but uh, you did let me know that you wanted me to watch two episodes of Doctor Who. Yes. Specifically ones focusing on the companion Bill. Yes. Um, Doctor Who, for those who, of you who don't know, uh, the seminal uh, British science fiction series uh, that's been going on since the 60s, I believe, um, featuring the Doctor, the character who solves problems with his mind and science um, and... Cleverness. And the cleverness. Yeah. Uh, facing various threats, which endanger life on earth and the universe mm-hmm. um and he always has uh, com- some kind of companion yes with him. um usually a cute girl <laughs> that's a question i had to yeah. bring up but i'll talk about the two episodes i watched with her which were her first two episodes great uh pilot and smile mm-hmm. um and pilot um this is the first recent doctor who episode i've seen in a while it was the same for me yeah like um I, the last stuff i watched i think was like the david Tennant stuff oh wow. which was so you so, hadn't seen any of the capaldi stuff yeah i've not seen any of the capaldi oh. stuff or any of the matt smith stuff really i oh man matt yeah. smith was great i enjoyed him very much mm-hmm. um capaldi i had started watching but then uh, his companion to through no fault of her own i like the actress but the writing was just kind of weak for her, I felt like. Okay. Um, and I didn't know how I felt about their chemistry. And I, I realized that I, he's more of a curmudgeonly doctor, mm-hmm. which makes sense given everything that he's been through over his 900 years or whatever on the mm-hmm. planet. But um, the other previous doctors were all really excited and like ready to go. And they had dark moments, but... Mm-hmm in general really enthusiastic and i realized that i don't want to watch a sad old man <laughs> fly through the universe with a young woman um so i kind of had stopped watching mm-hmm. i think i only saw well, maybe one season with him and clara okay sorry this was your part and i just <laughs> took it over continue um yeah i was gonna say that uh since seeing the david Tennant stuff to now production values have skyrocketed oh like the show my looks god way better it's very shiny and it's, pretty yeah like the the t- and that's just the nature of like television now i guess it being like entirely in hd but also like it feels like just the graphics team or wherever it is mm. just looks so much better yeah um i love that in 
her being his companion. It didn't just happen in like, you know, one event or like one day, like, you know, this crazy adventure, wanna be buddies? Sure. Mm. Yeah. It was something built up over time. Yes. Like she was going to classes that he was like lecturing on and mm-hmm. like, you know, he noticed like well, you don't take this class and just like approaching her like What's, so what's your deal? Like, mm. you know, what do you, what do you do? Like, what are you about? And just saying like, all right, well, if you want to come to class, I'll just be your tutor. Like, you know, you don't actually go to this school even. Like, you just, ha- you work in like, you work at the school, but you just like hang out and like look at my classes. Like, well, I'll just be your tutor. Like, you know, I'll just like teach you the things that I would teach in this class anyway. It was cool to see him kind of pick somebody as opposed to the girl just kind of flinging herself at him. Yeah. To be like, take me with you. Um, which and, I think was a nice change. And I like that there was a barrier to that because, like, she's not, um, she's, yeah, she wouldn't be attracted to him anyway. Right. She, she's gay. She's gay. And, like, it's just, so yeah. So all that tension is It's just out the window, gone, which, which was like, great. cool, all yeah. right, I like that. Um, I like that, you know, they're, the real episode, the adventure doesn't happen until, like, nine months after they knew each yeah. other. Which is like, all right, very cool. Like they you know, built up a relationship in the yes. trust and stuff. Like yeah. we are friends first, and like yeah. I know not that much about you, but we're friends. Right. Like, um, the thing he does when she um, says she, that she doesn't have a lot of photos of her mom, mm-hmm. and he goes back in time and like takes photos for her. Yeah. Oh, oh that's you really got nice. me, Doc. I'm uh, in. That was he gave her for Christmas or something. Yeah. Like that, right. That's super kind, cool. It was like a non yeah it's non-christmas like christmas. christmas episode right right um because i know those are very uh a big thing for doctor Who. right um also should mention bill is played by pearl mackey she's uh, great who's great like yeah. she's gorgeous like very very funny um and i like that the episode was very bill focused with yes, the doctor right? being like a side character almost yes um where it's like oh cool like we're, this is really about her and like her issues and like what she's going through yeah and the enemy they face is almost her own enemy in a way it's a great intro to a companion it's probably yeah. the best one i've seen um and yeah um i i thought it was a very solid episode um i like that the end it had to be her decision to like yeah. release this thing that was like chasing her um and it was for me if you as someone that doesn't watch all that often anymore and if you were just starting to watch Doctor Who, I feel it's a really great place to start. Oh, yeah, totally. I think their chemistry is very good. I thought the episode was very strong. Um, adding the third individual, um, I forget his name. I have it written down here. I believe uh, Matt Lucas. Oh, yeah. Um, he's who's I've seen in like, a ton of other things. Yep. Very funny guy. But having a third character there as well to bounce off of it's great. is like such a strong idea to have that from the start. It changes the dynamic totally. Yeah. Yeah. Was he in previous seasons or does he just start here? He shows up um, in one of the Christmas episodes right before it. Okay. It's his introduction. Okay. Um, and yeah, he yeah he changes the, the dynamic. Mm-hmm. He's really funny. Um, and it allows... I think it gives a little more freedom to the companion because he's the one who's... A, kind of more like nagging the doctor to do the right thing as opposed to putting that all on the companion yeah. and then people like the audience maybe doesn't like them as much mm-hmm. because they don't want the companion to also be his mother Yeah. so now it's on this other guy who's also kind of the comedic relief like she's along for the ride right. he's there to be like he's, his Jiminy Cricket he's conscious yeah, yeah. Um, and they all the dynamic between all of them is great mm-hmm. yeah um, and in episode 2 uh, of that season season 10 of the newer BBC stuff, mm-hmm. um, Smile, uh, where they go oh, to a, yeah, a planet yeah. that is like you know seemingly deserted, um, far in the future. That uh, it's a human colony. However, the robots that they've built to help them have like you know started killing the humans there, and they 
are not necessarily there to find out why, but they get wrapped up mm-hmm. in the whole mystery. Uh, it made me realize, oh, Doctor Who is just like space Sherlock. <laughs> um, like this eccentric genius that's assisted by like, you know, an everyman. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I I thought like, okay, this show is single-handedly supporting the British puppet industry. <laughs> um, <laughs> like if you are a puppeteer in Britain, if you're into foam um you got a job mm-hmm. all right it's you're you're not lacking for work <laughs> over there um that being said like the puppetry looked great um i think that show is really smart about using its budget uh to its advantage mm-hmm. like you know they don't have all the money in the world but the money they do have i think they choose really cool locations i think they have very good sets yeah it's kind for- of a crazy looking place yeah it's so bright white and everything they yeah. managed to make this place which i'm sure is in britain like look so alien like oh cool like this yeah, it looks so different, but I'm sure this is like, you know, on some part of Britain. Um, I, yeah, it, it was a good use of Bill mm-hmm. in the sense that like, okay, what is this character really about? Like more, like just exp- expanding a bit more on her. Like she's smart and she's savvy to like science fiction. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm here to see like robots and aliens. Like she's like excited about that. It's not like, oh God, what's that? Right. It's like, she's, she's never a damsel in distress really. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, she's actively thinking and like, there's a point where it's like, you know, she's looking at a map and like Dr. Who's like, you know, off doing something. She's like kind of guiding him like mm-hmm. via like an earpiece or something like that. And she's like, wait, I'll just help you. And she takes a picture and like, is like goes to run down and, I was like, yeah, that's smart. And yeah. like, even he comments, like, oh, it took you that long to figure, like, to <laughs> yeah. take the picture of her. She's like, shut up. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like, I like that. Um, I like their dynamic. Yeah, it's, and, and I do like that there's no, like, oh, like, will they ever, will they, won't they? Yeah. It's I'm getting to the point where I'm almost tired of will they, won't they? Like, Me too. Just fucking do it or don't. <laughs> like, um, and I don't want to play with that for 30 episodes. Yeah. Like, just either tell me we're friends or, you know, we're we're banging it out. Yep. Like so, I'm happy that you know. So they're... romantic, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> are we friends or are we banging this thing out? Just let me know, God. <laughs> um, but no, I'm. I just like that they. Uh, that yeah, that's not on the, even on the table yeah. anymore. Um, so yeah, like as far. And, but that her sexual orientation is also not her identity. Right. It just is there. It rarely comes up when it does. Mm-hmm. She's really funny. Um, about her wise guy an- uh, answers to people because mm-hmm. um, I think they go back in time at some point obviously um, and some guy insinuates something about her and a guy and she's like Mm-mm, I'm into her and he's like what? <laughs> his bottle dropped he's like British and like <laughs> his mustache yeah. spun around like a helicopter <laughs> um, um, also later in the series they bring um you probably you probably were never introduced to her. I think maybe she was introduced in the earlier Capaldi mm-hmm. um, seasons. Um, this other doctor, Missy, she is a really fun, um, compelling character who is equally as smart as the doctor mm-hmm. and like challenges him. Um, and you never, she's kind of Loki esque in that she's just going to do whatever's best for her. Okay, she does have a tiny bit of a moral compass. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just kind of not sure where she's at and she's great. Okay. Um, the season just gets better and better. I had some questions. Yes. Um, why is the companion always a young, beautiful woman? Like, that's a great question. Also, this is a show made for probably like nerds, you know? So I assume that's probably the reason why. Right. But, um, it's always like, okay, like 
we're in a world of progression right now. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's it's a it's a show that does not have. I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking the question. Um, I'm. I can understand how it started because mm-hmm. it's when it the show first came on. It was an older man, mm-hmm. and you got a beautiful young woman who has puppy dog eyes for this old guy mm. and just follows him around. Um, why it's kept up, I don't know. I imagine just tradition at this point. Tradition. It. Honestly, it is, as long as the characters are written well, I think for me, I like the idea of like there's someone there I can relate to mm-hmm. um, and the possibility of like when you're a kid or whatever, like, oh, I could be a companion. I could be I in guess, this world, too, yeah. even though I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. I'll never be the doctor. <laughs> um, until now. Until now. <laughs> um, so even though that was not the intention, I'm sure, from the beginning, now it is kind of nice, like, oh, women can be in this world and be involved and be a major part of it. Because, like, I was curious to, my, to myself. I guess like it's always someone that doesn't have a huge amount of attachment or responsibility, mm-hmm. or, or at least that's the general theme of the companions. But I was like, what about like you know a woman that's like fifty five or kids are in college? Like, well, Donna Noble is was she is that it was that a situation where she like she was an older companion? Yeah, it was a uh, Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. Okay, is that her name. Uh, yeah, Catherine Tate. That's an yeah. actor. Yeah, uh, redhead British. Yeah, yeah. She was a companion to David Tennant, and they were phenomenal together. Okay, she was really funny. um, And I should clarify that for the Tennant stuff that I saw, it was his the earlier stuff. It was just Rose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think it went Rose, and then Martha. Um, and Martha, they didn't do the right. She was really cool. So I've seen Rose stuff. I've seen Martha stuff. Okay. She was cool, but they didn't do good writing for her. I felt like they didn't flesh out that character. I think that's the general consensus for that character. Even though she had the best clothes. Um, (laughs) until Bill. Um, then the Donna Noble stuff was so great. Mm -hmm. She, um, actually really challenged the doctor and I liked their chemistry. I think she and David Tennant got along really well and it showed. Okay. Um, and there's a mutual respect there because, uh, at least in real, in real life, they're probably similar in age. Mm-hmm. Obviously the doctor is like a million years old, but, um, but yeah, it was a different chemistry, which was fun. And she's obviously very funny. Um, and it ends up being, there's no, like, at least like from what I can remember, there's no like, will there, weren't they? Like she doesn't give a shit. Okay. Um, cool. I will actually go yeah. back and watch that then. And it's actually ends up being like really heartbreaking at the end. I won't spoil it, but, um, it's, it's heartbreaking. Okay. Um, I would suggest that it was really fun. Okay. Um, and I remember talking with someone one time and they were just saying like the character of like, you know, the, wizened teacher and like the young assistant like mm-hmm. it doesn't pop up that much i'm saying but i'm thinking now that that there are a lot of examples a lot of good examples of that whether it's played for strictly humor like in rick and morty kind of thing or like you know in a fun sci-fi way with like a doc brown marty mcfly kind of thing but i think like the longest enduring like you know representation of that is probably in doctor who mm. like you know where we have an older person that's like so focused on science um, and like you know the logic of the situation, and we have a younger individual that is focused on like the reality of the situation, perhaps like the more emotional aspect of it. And I think Doctor Who is really good at doing that, and has been doing that for mm-hmm. a very long time. Um, and seeing these two episodes, like I said, rekindled my interest in it oh, to yeah. want like, to go back and look at things I didn't see, and to like see what is coming down the pipeline. I would say 
Definitely watch the Donna Noble ones. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're missing much um, if you skip the Clara ones. Because um, I hadn't finished them and I didn't feel like I was missing much. Aside from the fact that like he really loved Clara. Because they um, show her once in a while or now, go back to her once in a while. And question. he gets is real it, sappy. Is it Clara or Clara? Is it a Tonya, Tanya situation? Okay, there's no such thing as Tonya. So no, it's Listeners, Tanya. Write in if you if you know Tonya, okay? What? What? I've never heard that word. In they my don't life. call them the Tanya Awards, all right? It's not Tony Stark. That's there's no A at the end. There isn't. <laughs> so That's why true. would you? Are you? Oh, is this where I learned that you're illiterate? <laughs> oh, I read by Braille, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um um he always said clara okay i don't know if it's a british versus american thing because mm-hmm. i think americans are more apt to say clara mm-hmm. um i always went with clara because that's what they say i'm just saying the and british pronunciation of telling you that's all that is no <laughs> you are wrong sir i love you but you are wrong uh, try you can you can try all you like but all right but you also had something to do oh i did in in our time away um as i in the previous episode okay uh i need a bathroom break we're gonna take a quick break and (laughs) we will then go over this Hey there, this is Jason Simmons of the Observer Report Podcast. Just want to take some time to say thanks for listening to the show. And just letting you know that we're available on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Um, if you have time, visit us at onrpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at onrpodcast. And uh, if you have any questions, concerns, uh, inquiries, uh, complaints, don't send us complaints. Uh, you can send those to uh, observeandreportpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for your time, and uh, keep listening to the show. And we're back. And better than ever. (laughs) Okay, so I uh, had to write a JB treatment. Yes, you did. So I wrote a bunch of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. If you saw me on the subway when I was writing it, I looked very excited. <laughs> um, I I know who I want in the movie, uh-huh. and I have general, like, who these characters are. The, the real weak spot is the plot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm struggling a little bit, Jason, so you I'm going to need your in, help. In modern movie making, we have set pieces, and you'll build a plot around it, okay? <laughs> All right? Um, it also doesn't have a title. The only one I could come up with is really dumb. We'll talk about it after. You think Jurassic Park had a plot? Well, it did. Um, <laughs> it's also a book. So they cheated. So, you think Pearl Harbor had a plot? All right. <laughs> is that the Ben Affleck, Josh Hartnett yeah. movie? Whatever happened to Josh Hartnett? He's in, uh, not Peaky Blinders, Penny Dreadful. Oh, okay. He's still alive. Is that show still on? I don't know. <laughs> I just okay. know that he was doing that most recently. Okay. I still ask the question, what's Josh Hartnett up to? Um, because mm, 
he fell off the face of the earth for a while. It felt like there. I wonder why. Felt there was a lot, a lot of promise in him. Um, I, I feel like he was very popular for a while. He's in a lot of like the bop early two thousands. Um, early two thousands, late nineties. He was he was in a lot of things. The faculty, uh, the faculty, Hollywood homicide, forty days, forty nights. Um, but yeah, it feels like in recent memory, like since like the twenty tens, he's not been doing a whole bunch. No, um, Black Hawk Down, he was in that as well. Oh yeah, like um, but yeah, it feels like he willingly walked away from it because it felt like there was a lot of money banking on him. Mm. Um, but maybe he just wanted to chill out and not do that. His choice. All right, well, right in, Josh. But anyway, um, <laughs> so. You know my love of dinosaurs. Yes. It is a non-ironic love. I have always loved them since childhood. I have a tattoo of one. I love me some dinos. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a Jurassic Park movie coming out soon, mm-hmm. in, next week. There's probably going to be a sequel. I'll tell you what that sequel is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be my movie. <laughs> We're going to fast forward, mm, say, 100 years. The near future. Yeah, the middle future. <laughs> We're in space, Jason. The middle future, space. <laughs> um. So, Earth's not doing great, but it's still okay. Okay. But we have started sending people to space. Man has touched the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing the voiceover. <laughs> oh, this is the trailer happening live. <laughs> Jerry B. was an astronaut. He was a disgraced astronaut. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm in. He was on a mission. They had to like go to Mars or whatever. Just pick a planet. Doesn't matter. We're in space. Uh, a problem on Uranus. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's stick with that one. Working title. Yes. Uh, they were sending at this point civilians. In addition to uh, astronauts like Jerry, okay, something went wrong in the planet. There is a popular civilian on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as popular as Beyonce, but like a pretty popular person. So like a Gerard Butler of today, you would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had to leave himself. <laughs> You're free. He left Frank Grillo. <laughs> <laughs> he had to, there was a problem. They end up having to abandon... Abandon like a group of people, including the popular person on that planet. Disgraced. Oh no. I know. So there's a Jurassic Park in space that people are visiting. Mm -hmm. He's a disgraced astronaut. They need people up there with experience, but he's demoted to a janitor. Gerard (laughs) Butler. Custodial services person. (laughs) 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 Shut up. My movie was like how Jerry gets his groove back. Yours is like <laughs> fuck you. Hey, hold up, not yet. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll rise like a phoenix. <laughs> um. So here's where I don't know where the plot's going because mm-hmm. I want the bad guy to be the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Ooh, Johnson. The Rock rarely plays a bad guy. I like exactly. it when he does. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I'm thinking that um, he's like a bad guy, but a bad guy for a good reason in that he does not, he sees the way that the dinos are being treated and he does not like it. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to jettison them back to earth. Okay. 
back to Earth, back to another planet. I don't know. I need some stakes. And I don't. So have he's high doing space ecoterrorism. Yes. Okay. Um. So Jerry, he he's invisible, and yet he hears everything. Okay, he's a janitor. He's in all the places where he needs to be, but everywhere he's not supposed to be. Maybe he's emptying a garbage can and finds out a plan. Who knows? Get that handsome janitor out of here! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now, I said, I wrote, he has to save the world and the dinos. Otherwise, the public will never forgive him. I don't know what's wrong with the world that he has to save it yet. Hey, is that shitty-ass basketball janitor? Good! Fuck them. <laughs> so I'm not. This I'm not sure about the plot, but um, <laughs> there is a malfunction with the temper controls and all the men's spacesuits, so they all have to be shirtless. <laughs> 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 the women's suits are fine. That's what I wrote. <laughs> they just have to like, at the very least, take the sleeves off. It's an in the future. They can do that. It's fine. An erotic thriller in space. <laughs> Um, so I'm thinking that Mindy Kaling is also going to kind of be a bad guy and she's going to team up with the rock <laughs> okay. because she's a biologist who knows that the dinos are not doing well in space. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Emma Stone is on the ground on earth trying mm-hmm. to get the good guys. No, what? To help. Oh, trying to get the dinos back to earth safely. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler co-run the space station that they're on because <laughs> I just want them in there. Um, Jason Manzukis and John Hamm work for them, and the ladies love Jason Manzukis, but they just make fun of John Hamm. <laughs> and John Hamm is in love with Amy Poehler. <laughs> like you go back to his bunk and it's just pictures of her, and he just sits quietly and cries <laughs> at his shrine of Amy Poehler. Um, that's about as far as I got. <laughs> Gonna be real. That's where my notes end. <laughs> I just, I need handsome, shirtless men <laughs> in space saving dinosaurs, along with some of my favorite lady comedians. It probably shouldn't be a comedy, in which case if we have to put in dramatic actors, let's toss in Tessa Thompson, because you know I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, who else could be in there? Uh, Letitia Wright, who mm-hmm. is just Cherie in Black Panther. Um, if I could team them up somehow, that'd be great. Can you help me with a plot right now? <laughs> There's a lot of elements. There are many elements. <laughs> really, I just have to figure out what the problem is, because mm-hmm. then I could figure out what the solution should be. Um, the only the stakes don't seem high enough of just like we're just jettisoning dinosaurs off of the space station back to Earth. Um, it feels like this space station is going to be decommissioned because it's too expensive to run a dinosaur park in space. Mm. And therefore, we're just going to let them die if they let it run oh. out of their course. Oh, bastards. And if Just we, like the people that Jerry B. left behind. Just like people Jerry B. left behind. But here's the thing, all right? Where's one place that's close enough to the space station but far enough away from Earth? He's going to jettison them right on that planet with all the people he left behind. <gasps> Are they dead, though? We don't know. We can oh. create a society there. But Jerry's going to redeem himself. He's going to bring that that station there, all right, and save those people. Because it has supplies and life support and all the things that they need to keep carrying on. So, like, he abandoned them there. Well, maybe he was supposed to stay there, but he abandoned them there. And he was supposed to be their leader. 
because if like there's life support sustaining systems, then like they'll be okay. Potentially, it's, it could be. I don't think it's a harsh planet. It's just a, a new planet where in which they're just there's a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work to do. All right, a lot of things to build. and need someone who is strong to be a leader. But Jerry left. All right, why did he leave though? That's a big question. You know, why did he go back? Was he trying to get to some kind of uh, uh, concert or beer contest? We don't know. Okay. Did you just say beard contest? Yes. There's no contest. He always wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, oh, or he he was supposed to be there to establish, help establish that colony. I'm going to cast Michael Sheen for no reason other than he just popped into my head. <laughs> um, and then he's still kind of disgraced. I guess he can't be a janitor anymore, but he'll... Just be like, yeah, you got to help set these people up. It's not a very exciting job. This is mm-hmm. your punishment. Um, and then maybe Mindy Kaling is like, hey, they're going to do this stuff with these dinos. <gasps> maybe they used to be lovers. I would think that he doesn't destroy, that he doesn't leave them on a planet. That the, There was a colony ship. It's supposed to land on a planet. But there were some problems going on there. It looked like the ship was going to be destroyed. But he takes his ship. He ta- He escapes. He takes an escape pod. Heads out of there and doesn't tell anyone. He's a captain that abandoned his ship. Mm, hear me out. Mm-hmm. He goes up there to establish this colony. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to help them out. He's their leader. But he gets a call from his ex-lover, <laughs> Mindy Kaling, who's the biologist. And is like, listen, I know that they say that they're going to be cool with these dinosaurs, but they're dying. We have to save them. Can you help me save these dinosaurs mm-hmm. but there are also emergencies going on with this colony that is not doing well and he has to decide whether to go help his lover lady with the dinos mm-hmm. or stay with the colony and he leaves them and they're all like no more and then he goes and has to help save the dinosaurs and get them to the colony well that's possible that seems like a cleaner thing yeah took her there yeah 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 that's dino cool. colony yeah, then, so if we go with that plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, so who's, is there a bad guy? Mm, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is lying to people saying that he's going to send the dinos to, like, a, that the dinos are okay, mm-hmm. but they're not, and he's actually planning on just killing them all. I can see The Rock shoot up some dinosaurs. I'm fine with that. <gasps> I'm, we're not going to show that, James. <laughs> no dinosaurs were hurt in the making of this film. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. All yes. right. What do we call it? Because um, when I, <laughs> when I was still working with the whole jettisoning mm-hmm. thing, I called it dinosaurs, S-O-A-R-S, because they're soaring <laughs> in the air. <laughs> they're still flying in space. <laughs> it's so bad, but I didn't know what to do because I ran out of time. <laughs> so I don't know what we call it yet. But I'm going to keep working on this plot. <laughs> when I can come up with something better, I'll let you know. I might have to throw Michael B. Jordan in there. <laughs> he might be best friends with Jerry. He'll also have to have his shirt off because, you know, the suits don't The work. suits are broken. And just the men's suits. <laughs> They're clearly different than the women's suits. They have to at least take the, the sleeves off. Mm-hmm. Tank top suits. Man has touched the stars Tank and themselves. 
<laughs> no, I'll be touching him. <laughs> no, Jerry, move over here. I just have to take his arms and physically move him. <laughs> Same with Michael. Uh. It's going to be great. <laughs> Get excited in theaters. <laughs> July 2020. Or it's a space movie, so apparently it has to be October or November 2020. It does involve logistical issues in space. <laughs> it has all my favorite things. <laughs> um, but yes, Jerry... Pick up the phone, man. Okay, like I'm this, right you here. got gold on the door. Um, but insofar as things to do to watch for next time, mm. I have something for you. I talked to you a little bit about beforehand. Um, uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the World, uh, released in 2010, uh, oh, directed okay. by Edgar Wright, starring Michael Sarah and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, it is fun um, and surprisingly great action. Um, very funny, um, great music throughout. Uh, it's a really good soundtrack, and is a very much a coming of age story, um, but not in the way that you think. Okay, very non traditional. Because they're youths, uh, youth e people in their early twenties. We were there once. All right, Don't were we dumb? Me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Are we still dumb? Hell the yeah. The worst part was I was dumb and boring. <laughs> <laughs> Not just dumb and like, ooh, out all night partying. Just dumb and reading a lot. Um, but that's what I would have you watch the next time we meet. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to make you watch, Jason. <laughs> well, I already have it. I have Skyline 2. Oh, it's not Skyline 2. It's beyond Skyline. Skyline Harder. <laughs> <laughs> It's beyond Skyline. <laughs> it sounds from... I mean, it's automatically better because Frank Grillo's in it instead of the other guys. I love me some Grillo, okay? Oh, He's a friend of this show. <clears throat> but I don't know. <laughs> I will see it. I will have to watch it. Just I erase watch it. Watch it. Skyline from your memory. I never will, okay? Yeah, if I don't f- remember... How will I protect myself in the future? You can't let history repeat itself. I see what you're saying. Okay. We must learn from the mistakes of the past. (laughs) Um, Just try to temporarily put that movie aside in your brain. So drink a whole bunch before watching this movie so I can forget the sins of the past. Buy some tequila (laughs) and then turn this on. (laughs) It's just, it's both predictable and very unpredictable. Is the unpredictability partially based maybe on some illogical choices? Yes. But it's still unpredictable, which is fun. Okay. Um, yeah. I think you might not hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the ringing endorsement you want to hear, but it's fun. <laughs> but we have our things for the yes. next time we will meet each other. I have Beyond Skyline, a.k.a. Skyline 2, a.k.a. Skyline Harder, and you have Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. Uh, And we will observe them, and we will report them back to you next time. So thanks for listening, and also, as always, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, Um, and thanks for listening. If you have Jerry's number, maybe reach out to him. We've got Jerry. We'll we'll text him. We'll let him know. But again, thanks for listening, and we will see y'all next time. Bye.